You're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the AAMDGEDUTC. And uh, today we're going to have the Tompkins Square Park episode. (laughs) It was appropriate. And the way things are going right now, I don't even know if I'll even ever get a chance to fucking come back to New York, you know? We don't know what's going to happen from day to day, obviously, anymore. (laughs) Tompkins Square Park, I always thought was like this kind of weird center of the universe thing. I always thought if you walked down the wrong way, or walked on the wrong way or wrong path, (laughs) that didn't used to be there. You'd never find your way out of the park. It was kind of this weird trap, you know? I saw deaths in this park. Saw a couple dogs give birth. I saw a woman give birth one time here. I saw the police go against the squatters. We're going to talk about that. Giuliani's reign of terror. The stories I got surrounding the park. One particular case of cannibalism. (laughs) No shit. Pedophiles, junkies, muggers, oh my. Where do all the lost kids come from that end up in this park? And where do they go? I've spent many nights drunk in this motherfucker. I'm not gonna sit here and try to tell you I had bum sex here. (laughs) But whatever. Many tears shed in this park. Many laughs shared in this park. The passing of people. The crossroads. The fucking twilight zone. Tompkins Square Park. Many things have happened in this fucking park. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to launch into it right now. I'm going to wait until after this cool track is done. One of the things I'm going to say is I decided to change the format of the show just a little bit. And every time I have a show from here out, I'm going to keep it about PTSD and how this shit relates to PTSD. Some episodes will have more to do with PTSD than others, but I'm gonna make sure that that's what we stay at. That's who I'm here to help, the PTSDs. 
So thanks for joining me. And let's go. Let's get this fucking fucker rolling. This episode is dedicated to those with PTSD and the format and the formulation in which I contrive my episodes are dedicated to you. I am sitting beneath the infamous Krishna tree in what would be the stage area of the old Tompkins Square Park. Today I want you to join me and I want us to let go of the spirits of the dead that haunt us. I want us to put these spirits at peace. I want you to take a deep fucking breath and through your fucking nose out through your mouth, in through your nose, out through your mouth, come on, just do one with me, just do one more with me, in through your nose, out through the mouth, I want you to know how much I care about you. I want you to know how much I love you. I want you to know it's okay to let go of these motherfuckers. And they don't have control over you. Even if they were someone you loved, it's up to you to release their spirits. That's my girlfriend, Chainsaw, texting me. (laughs) Hey, she loves me, man. I hope you got someone out there that loves you, too. And if not, I hope they come to you soon. Let go of the bullshit. Let go of the shit. Let go of the shit that is eating you. Let go of the shit that binds you. You are worth so much more. So much more than you know. All my lessons about life came right out of this little area, right here. All these stories, all this madness, 
All these fucking drugs. All this fucking liquor. I got out here in the early 90s. And I had just started my squatting career. <laughs> a few years before that. I knew there was other people like me out there. And I needed to find them. I decided to go ahead and exercise unparalleled and unorthodox methodologies of hallucinogenics, shrooms, fucking acid, opening up my mind to what I already knew was bullshit back then. Let go of the shit that restrains you. For me, I had come from a violent ass background like a lot of the cats I had met up with out here. Abusive families. Abusive backgrounds. Troubled motherfuckers. Looking to escape. Falling into that crust of ilk. Falling into that metal punk ilk. Falling into that fucking drug covering. I had all that heroin and shit pushed in my fucking face. Sometimes I felt like maybe I was missing out if I didn't shoot up with these cats. You know, they all seem to have been doing it. When we finally learned how to exercise the futility of the flesh mind, we started being able to handle our PTSD. No one's gonna fucking help you with it. You have to be your own doctor. You have to be your own nurse. If you want the proper results, if you want modified results, by all means, go look up one of these many, many mental health clinics. But if you care about yourself more, and you find yourself like me, you can disbar the medical, you can disbar the science, you can disbar the religion. It's all covered with shit. I remember when I first got here, and I had been in Philly for a little while, observing that kind of East Coast squattery, fuckery, <laughs> as Chainsaw would say. We come in, and we let go, and we go and we let go of life. These are the first stages of becoming your own punk.
and, and losing the institution. The universe will conspire to fucking make your shit manifest. It will conspire to bring these things to light. Once I found the people I was looking for, that becomes a tribe. The entrance into the tribe is not for the faint of heart. And in a lot of ways, hanging out inside the tribe and being loyal to the tribe is the same vow and loyalty you would have towards the mafia or the mob or God. In a relationship with someone you love, the levels of trust, and they're violated over the years. And they're taken away from us. Breathe. Just breathe. sitting under this old Krishna tree. And if you want to find out why it's the Krishna tree, you're going to have to go look it up. I'm not going to tell you about that. There are secrets we don't talk about. And there's some things you just have to learn from the direct source. My direct source is working for the Koa, the creator of all, for 16 years now. I remember sitting in 5005 in Philly, getting ready to go to New York for the first time, and I ground scored a $20 bill. Because all the crackheads are always losing all their money back then. In the days of multicolored caps of crack. And you'd find the little vials on the ground and there would still be some resin in there. I saw some motherfuckers use that shit too. Thankfully I wasn't one of those fucking dicks that did that shit. I remember characters that weren't here no more. When Philly was over with, we came to New York. And there was a lot of squats around. Serenity, Dos Blocos, Glass, Fetus, C-Squat. C-Squat. 
was the main ship magnet I was directed towards. <laughs> it's just the way it was. Even back then, you had to have some kind of military kind of demeanor about yourself to even go into that fucking place. And back then, it just looked like a fucking Ewok village. No stairs, just ladders. Shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. <laughs> I remember going in there and meeting my friend Doom. And me and Doom, and somebody else that I can't remember. And I remember us sitting there and. He whipped out a fucking little bud, some chocolate tie stick, and I was like, fuck yes, dude. I took one hit off that motherfucker, and I kind of laid down on the floor and crossed my fingers together <laughs> across my chest, and I remember Doom looking at me and going, you okay, bro? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm fucking great. That's when I met my friend Taz, and I stayed in her room for a few days. And I met a few people. Cabby. Cabby, Cabby was the one that first walked with me over to Tompkins Square Park. Cabby's MIA now. Maybe you know who he is, maybe you don't. He cut out his tongue and he cut out, he cut off half his leg <laughs> and he mutilated himself and he was seeing through the carnality of the world. And sometimes when you are just so against it, you'll perpetrate it. And if you perpetrate it, you'll come into being of the spirit. There is a light rain of understanding falling around me in the tree today. I guess I got here right in time. Huh? It's the cleansing. We're allowed to let go, guys. You're allowed to handle your PTSD the way that you need to. And don't worry about how other people think it. Just don't hurt nobody. Don't hurt yourself. Easier said than done, right? Hmm. I can't tell you how serene this day is for me. So many days of assaholic conflict. So many days of watching stupid kids shoot up. People puking. Shitting on themselves. I had a vision the last night I was here at Sea Squat that I was going to have a, a son. And I went back and I had tried to get out of this abusive relationship. And I couldn't get out. I could not get out. I was entangled and I wanted to 
make it work. A lot of people who are in this abusive shit, and you have PTSD, you're going to keep trying to do that. You're going to keep trying to make something work that's just not meant to work. It's never going to fucking work. Cabby was trying to tell me that. Cabby was trying to tell me. Don't leave. Where are you going? I took a, lo a long look around Tompkins Square Park. And I could feel that my rock and roll life could have gotten started here on a good level. My comics could have come out on a great level. I would have teamed up with Mike Diana years back. But everything happens for a reason. I needed to go have my son. I needed to. And I had to leave the life for a while. I had to quit this life. I was very young. But the people and the images that come out of it, that are here, they grow on you. They grow with you. It's hard to let go. It's a hard thing to let go of when the time comes. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. But if you have, and you know the character Z-Man, you know the guy who's given the uh, narration at the end is telling the mistake every character made? He starts with Z-Man first. <laughs> and he goes, Z-Man's mistake. He forgot that life has many levels, and by choosing to live on only one, lost sight of tomorrow. That was me. I was living in yesteryear. I was wanting to get that one time drunk again. Or this one time I would have ate a bunch of acid with a cool lot, a cool lot of motherfuckers. I want, we all want that thing back, dude. You know, it's okay. That's human. That's human. You know, if anybody taught me how to dematerialize, it was the punks. And these punks specifically in this Lower East Side neighborhood here at 123 Avenue B. <laughs> We let go of this thing. We let go of these lies. For me, when I did the acid and I did the psychedelics, it lifted up this blanket. I was able to see. I was able to come in to the spirit world and not cross-reference it with religion. And I'm not going to say it's always been that easy, because when you become spiritual at first, the first thing we want to do is lock it down into some kind of understanding what we learned here on Earth. Well, that shit doesn't fucking work that way. 
it ain't never fucking going to either, so don't fucking fool yourself. To become spiritual, you have to go into Om. To go into punk rock, you have to become spiritual. Or else you're just some poser little fuck who thinks they know everything. You have to come in. You have to breathe. You have to let go of the illusion. You have to let go of the illusion that people have control of your lives. You do need to obey man's law. But you don't have to fucking practice it. Instead, the guy I work for, the chick I work for, which is both, she says, you must rid your flesh mind to get into the spirit world. Sometimes you're allowed to get drunk to get into the spirit world too. <laughs> Many days I did. Many days I dropped a lid of acid. Many days I fucking smoked at least a fucking half a pound of fucking weed. Some days I had to eat a whole fucking box of Fruity Pebbles or Booberry or Count Chocula or Frankenberry, one of the big three. <laughs> Some days I had to watch cartoons all fucking day. Some days I had to like just focus on myself and fucking draw all day or play with my toys all day or read comic books all day. And when I got a little older, maybe I'd watch porn all day. I definitely did that. A lot. Today I'm saying goodbye to some friends that died here in this park. Today I'm having this casual kind of meet and greet with the spirits that were here. Spirits that are still here. And some guys that I miss so much. I miss them so much. I fucking miss them so much, man. They died right here. They died right here in this park. I gotta let them go today. I miss you. I love you, Spike. <laughs> I miss you. I love you, Jules. I love you. I miss you so much, Willie. You saved my life.
You saved my life, man. <laughs> I miss you. I love you guys so much. I miss you, Nick. I miss you, Cabby. Wherever you're at, I feel like you're probably the only one that's still alive out there. Maybe. I'll see you guys again when I get home. The earth is not my home. The earth is no home for man. It is home to others, but the sons of the humans, they have no place to rest their head. Not really. Not in the spirit. If you feel me, and you know you're worth so much more, then you go for it. I'm not going to let this day trigger me. I'm going to ride with it. And I'm going to give myself the ability to control my PTSD. And I want you to believe in yourself. And I want you to have the faith. And if you can't find the systems that work, that's probably a good thing, dude. It may not seem that way. You may feel be hurting. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of fucking work to recover. It takes a lot of fucking work to heal. Here in this park. <laughs> Here in this park. <laughs> I remember drawing on a piece of wood one time. And some kid was fixing up on a fucking rinse across the way here. You know. If you don't know what a rinse is, go look it up. Anyway, uh, the kid rinsed twice. Oh, I got this, man. And I remember he just started having a fucking cardiac fucking seizure. And he passed out. And everybody came to his rescue. It kind of looked like an oil painting of The Last Supper, you know, holding this fucking junkie that's getting ready to fucking die. You know, you can see the agony in the eyes. Oh no, we can't lose another one. Well, you don't mind making it so that they do get lost though, right? There's something wrong with your train of thinking. Most of you guys are young doing this shit, too. You got a chance to clean up now. I'm not going to fucking tell you what to do, dude. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to sit here and preach at you, dude. I'm going to let you make up your own mind.
I want you to come to the conclusion that life is worth way more than this shit. We know it when we're punk rock and we get into the shit. You may not realize, oh, you just broke this spirit. You just broke this carnal fucking thing, you know? You're not buying the same shit. You're not a fucking robot. You're a fucking artist. You're a fucking creator. You're in the ripple of the creator of all. You are the imagination. You are the love. You are the hate. You are the laughing. You're the crying. You're the pain. You're the shit that's fucking caused. You're the one that unravels it. You're the one that ravels it. Things don't change, they rearrange. Go into it, become one. It was okay that I was part of my tribe. I found my tribe here. And we were tribal motherfuckers. And we died off one by one. And there's only a few of us left. I'm quote-unquote here, like Audrey Horn in the pilot episode of Twin Peaks style here. <laughs> Don't let that which has ailed you define you. Don't let your PTSD define you. Grab a hold of it like a power cable. Take the electric shock. Let go of these motherfuckers. It don't matter if you love them. Never mind what you fucking think. What's hurting you is what's the matter. What's making you not breathe It's what's wrong. Here under the Krishna tree in Tompkins Square Park today. And I say goodbye to my friends. I think about all these memories. I think about cats like Elias Jules who were so fucking drunk. They had to dig a hole in the ground because they were 30 feet away from the shittiest fucking bathroom you've ever been in in your life is right here in this fucking park full of fucking HIV needles methy motherfuckers bump sex fucks 30 feet away LES Jules could not get up to take a piss in this motherfucker so he dug a hole in the ground and pissed in that instead <laughs> I remember when the cops came in and Tiny Bob had set fucking fetus on fire with the cherry of a fucking cigarette. The fire department showed up. He thought they were there just to close down the squat. He didn't realize he had set the fucking bottom floor on fire. There actually was a fucking fire. It's kind of what started the whole mess, you know? Fucking Bob. He used to say, Blame it on Bob! <laughs> One time he flooded my house in Philly, I went to go kill this fucking mental midget. And Cabby was like, nope, he's one of our tribe. Now you have to apologize 
and you have to buy them a 40. And if you buy them a 40, I'll give you this mixtape that I made. And motherfucker, my eyes got so big, I was like, are you kidding? I'm going to kill this fucking Twinkie fuck. And he's like, no, you're not. He's part of the family. I had heard a story about this before somehow in the ancient past. So I bought fucking Bob Tiny a fucking 40. And Cabby gave me this fucking compilation tape. And it had so much cool fucking shit on there. I couldn't believe it, dude. I wish I still had that motherfucker somewhere in time. I do. <laughs> it's laying around somewhere. <laughs> but I listened to the fuck out of that goddamn tape. Saw throat, sore throat, guttural breath, deviated instinct, deicide carcass, bolt thrower. And a bunch of other fucking punk crust that had fucking Robotus and all over that shit. As I sit here under the Krishna tree in Tompkins Square Park on this day. On this day that I say goodbye. <laughs> I remember my friend Grim fucking just pulling out a goddamn smiley pad. If you don't know what a smiley is. <laughs> I'll tell you that one. It's an incredibly thick-ass biker chain with a fucking padlock on there that's ready to go through your fucking skull. That's a smiley. <laughs> Saw someone get smileyed over here. Had an old elder friend up here that would go upstate to the casinos in upstate. Buy cartons of cigarettes and fucking hustle Lucy's down here for the remaining of his days until he died. <laughs> How many Lucy's did I smoke from that motherfucker? <laughs> here on this day, under the Krishna tree. What's up, Cheney? My little chainsaw. I'm glad you guys could join me today, and I'm glad the, fo the fixed focus is on the PTSD. Like I said, I've loved all the episodes we've done in the first two seasons. But uh, thanks to Chainsaw... And Mike, Diana, and a couple of other people who care about health. I was able to come into a non-hippie, <laughs> non-granolified, <laughs> punk rock health conscious kind of fucking deal. Where I could just fucking live and breathe and not be a fucking health Nazi about it. If you start feeling triggered out, try to look at what's triggering you. 
Tompkins Square Park was a place I could look at myself and be like, hey, this is what is happening to me. This is what is going on. I did. I left. I went and had a kid. And then I came back about after my kid was 11 years old. I was already a part-time dad. And I didn't have full custody of my dad, of my son, I mean. So I was able to move and keep an eye on my kid with my ex's parents who had custody over him. I was able to pursue my life as an artist and I needed that time to be there and be a dad to this, to this little dude who I love so much and he's bigger than me now and we don't see eye to eye. You know, these Christian conservative motherfuckers that, you know, end up having these kids and shit. And when the kids fucking grow up, they turn against the fucking parent. And they become punk rock. Well, I was the punk rock parent, so guess how my kid turned out? Just the opposite. <laughs> you think, oh, man. <laughs> my kid's going to stay punk like I am. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. <laughs> Not even fucking close. To all the punks and all the metalheads and all these motherfuckers I met out here to help form my life in New York and right out of this dimensional nexus crossroads known as Tompkins Square Park. I want to let you know I'm thankful. I'm thankful you were a part of my life. Whether you were fucking a shitty part of it or an awesome ass part of it, I want you to know I'm thankful. I can't be around here anymore. You know, there's too many fucking yuppies and assholes that moved in here and they fucked it up, they raised the rents. They took the squats out of it. They took the gardens out of it. They put in their little yuppie shops. Their little fucking yuppie restaurants. Planned obsolescence. Let the rich eat themselves. That's what I have to say. At one point they do. And the obris becomes manifest. If you can remember and leave the carnal world, you may have entrance into the spirit world. You cannot attain love and a loving spirit because there are many spirits. And there are many spirits that are covered with the blindness of the world around them. But if you want love, you got to let this fucking shit go, man.
Let it go. Don't be scared. My boss says, it's easier for a, a rich motherfucker to jump through an eye of a needle. No, it's, no, hold on. <laughs> it's easier for a fucking camel to jump through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich motherfucker to attain uh, access into the dimension of heaven. If you have all this earthbound shit on your ass all the time, you ain't going. If your love is for the contamination of mankind in order to profit yourself, you're fucking definitely not going there. But there's plenty of fucking places for miserable assholes like you to fucking go if that's the kind of fucking dickhead you are. Hey, we're surrounded by that shit, you know? I'm going to wrap it up here in this 43rd minute. But before I do, I want you to be blessed. I want you to see through this illusionary matrix bullshit. I want you to go within. And once you go within, you're able to go without. And if you're able to go without, you become royalty. And if you become royalty, then you're hanging out with me and my boss. And I'll see you there. I want you to breathe a couple times before we get the fuck out of here, guys. Breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Let that fucking anger get it out of there. Breathe the fucking. Breathe out. Let all that horrible shit go. Let it out of you. That fucking anger, that sadness. Come into a place of equilibrium peace. Not this manic shit. Let's go into the real shit. I love you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. I promise more episodes are going to be pertaining to those that are dealing with what we are. PTSD. And I love you and I'm out. I want to thank you all for being brave enough and awesome enough and for giving me the kindness and participation and joining in with me as we sit around and talk about this PTSD, because it ain't no laughing matter, man. Each day uh, that I release an episode, like I said, I'm going to practice even more care towards the situation, because uh, the shit clock is ticking, man. You know? The train's going by, you're going to miss it. And you can't stay behind. You have to move forward.
my buddy Russ, who did that Squat That Motherfucker episode from season one. Well, guess where he is now? He's in the fucking hospital. Because he couldn't get out of the past. He's one of my favorite fucking artists in New York, too, man, but... Eccentric fuckers like me and him. We all got a different way of handling our shit. Please don't drink yourself to death. My buddy Russ will. I have faith, you know, but... Not even that can really do anything for you in the end. Because it takes applicated action. And I love you guys, man. I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. Even if you have pissed me off. <laughs> My girlfriend, she says, you're better off to remain a mellow and calm person so that you can help people. I'm gonna keep making these PTSD episodes and I'm still gonna fucking kick the fucking system in the fucking nuts anytime I see fucking fit. And fucking pigs can all fuck off and the government can basically suck all the fucking nuts out of my shit. All they've demonstrated is nothing but pure Nazi tactics. And anytime they can fucking administrate some socialist fucking bullshit movement, they will. Don't feel bad for being a good person. Feel bad for the people who don't know how to be. Cast a prayer to them. Don't feel sorry for yourself, dude. That's what I did forever. It don't fucking work. You're gonna be better off healing yourself. You need to cry, you fucking cry. You need to let some shit out of your system, fucking do it. You wanna kill somebody? Smash an inanimate object. Destroy something that is not alive. Take a table or a chair, throw a fucking brick through a window, just make sure no one's on the other side of it. And stay tuned and keep listening. I'm gonna keep doing this shit and I love y'all. Don't be afraid to move on and let go. And don't be afraid of anyone. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED, Underground Cartoon Fucking Therapy, motherfucker. <laughs>